All right, bro. How's that YouTube channel going, man? Tell us. Hey, how's it going? Uh, so, so far, it's going pretty well. Uh, we've tackled six chapters of The Pursuit of God written by A.W. Tozer. And uh, it's been a pretty good uh, journey, uh, I think. I've learned a lot from it. Uh, I hope people have learned a lot from it, too. Um, I took a break this past week, but I'm definitely looking forward to getting back into those last uh, three chapters starting this week. Nice. So today's episode is sponsored by Daniel Escalante's YouTube channel. Uh, check it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> although although we got zero uh, benefits from it, but hey. <laughs> I was going to say like I don't remember the uh, giving anything. So <laughs> you remember giving anything? Don't worry, bro. Yeah. You can give after. Don't worry. There you You're go. welcome <laughs> to give to our channel. <laughs> All right, and I'll write in an IOU. <laughs> yeah, write an IOU for a thousand bucks. Let's do this, bro. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of DM Mean Truth and Tech. I'm Mario Alvarado. And I'm Daniel Escalante. And we just want to welcome you again to another episode uh, for another Tech Tuesday talk where we get to talk about um, just, you know, technology. But we're really happy that you guys can join us. We want to thank you again for all our subscribers. If you're new to this podcast, we thank you so much for listening in. And remember, this is about joining a conversation and yeah we're just really thankful that you guys could join remember to subscribe remember to follow us remember to uh i was about to say to click that like button but that's youtube so that's not it um, that's a different platform <laughs> that's a different platform but definitely please subscribe and rate us if that's possible mm -hmm. so yeah we just want to welcome you Yes, definitely. Uh, we are so happy to have everyone uh, with us again for another week. Uh, just another reminder that we are now uploading uh, two times a week this season. Uh, our tech talks are being uploaded on Tuesdays when our and our church talks are being uploaded every Thursday. And that's just to give you the freedom to decide what exactly you want to listen to uh, first. Uh, you're more than welcome to listen to, bo to both episodes, of course, but if you have a preference over one over the other, then you have that freedom to choose uh, which episode you'd like to listen to. Definitely, for sure. And remember our, our website too, right? If you want to get in contact with us. Absolutely, yes. Definitely check out our website, dmtruthtech.org. Uh, on there, you can find so many helpful things. We have uh, not just our contact information, but we also upload all of the notes for each episode. So if there's something specific that you really liked and you want to go back, um, instead of listening to the episode all over again or trying to scrub through, just check out our notes. And more than likely, you'll be able to find uh, the right point that uh, you're looking for and the points that we touched on in each episode. Awesome, definitely. So today we have our tech talk and we want to dive into it because it's going to be a little bit more oriented towards your local church. If you own a business or maybe you just want to, I don't know, maybe brand yourself, I guess, <laughs> um, <laughs> we, you'll be able to, uh, we'll give you some tips and stuff about what we've learned concerning um a little bit of marketing and a little bit of getting your church out there, right? And social media and website and stuff like that. So we're really excited about this episode. So let's get right to it, bro. All right, let's do it. All right, so today we're going to be talking about when is it okay to promote your church? When should you not promote it? And what platforms should you use? Now, that's a little bit tricky, right? That kind of sounds weird. Like, when should you not promote your church? Yeah. Um, that's like, what, you know, shouldn't we always be promoting our church? Exactly. Yeah. And that's the first thing that came to my mind too, when we were talking about this, it's just like, wait, isn't that something that we should just always be doing? Um, yeah. but I think the thing is, is that promoting, uh, means something different for each person. 
And so that's kind of what we want to zone in on. The first thing that came to my mind, honestly, was uh, events wise. You know, if your church has something going on, it could be, you know, the the Saturday programs, um, Wednesday prayer meeting or things like that. My first thought was, you know, share those events, you know, to whatever platform. But uh, branding and just promotion can go a lot deeper than that. And that's what we want to touch on in this episode. Exactly. So let's talk about some basic principles here. Um, And maybe we can explain ourselves before people start saying, hey, you know, these two pastors say we shouldn't promote church. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Hold your horses there. Listen listen up first. Look, um, there's some basic principles we want to talk about and we want to get right to those so we can take advantage of time. When it comes to promoting, we live in a day and age where marketing has gone a lot easier. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's we're not living in the days where marketing is only limited to some things. Now marketing is easier in the sense that you, it's not limited to certain platforms. The, for example, platforms before was like radio or um, maybe a billboard mm. or maybe a TV commercial. Yeah, or newspaper. Newspaper, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, these, these are still marketing tools. I mean, you can still use those. But Absolutely, I'll just, yeah. yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're not bad. I'll just tell you straight up in my, from my opinion, they're probably, especially if you're like in big cities, um, they're probably like the worst marketing tools you can use nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, that has different arguments too. Like if you talk to uh, many of the evangelists, you know, that are constantly traveling, you know, from city to city, they will swear by these methods, you know, that you have to be on all the newspapers, the radios, uh, billboards and things like that. Um, But not everybody can afford that. And some, you know, the other side of the argument is that, you know, it's not very effective. And then you spend all of this money, you know, mailing out letters to the community. um, And, and, you know, and then you don't get as much back as you could. And so, Boom. but, you know, like Mario was saying, it's just that preach, there, preach. <laughs> there are so many more methods now that we should be utilizing, uh, maybe even in addition to these things, you know, I'm not, you know, we're not saying that they're, that they're not effective. We're just saying that there's even more that we can tap into than just these traditional methods. Um, but navigating that is tough. And so that's why we want to share some tips um, on how to do that just to give people some direction. Yes, please. Okay. You just nailed it, bro. And I need, I mean, if you guys didn't hear that, I'll repeat it. And then you, you can just go to our, uh, episode notes and get that. Yeah. These methods that we just mentioned aren't bad newspaper billboards and stuff like that. It's just, they're expensive and then you don't get as much results as you want for your money's worth. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yes, because you might get it. I mean, if you have the money to get on a Super Bowl commercial and to promote your church, by all means, you know, go for it. Have, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You'll definitely get something back for something like that. Yes. But not everybody can afford it. <laughs> yeah, not everybody can afford it. I think our church probably can not aff- like our whole. Well, I think our general conference could probably afford a Super Bowl commercial. But I mean. That's not the point. The point is, these are expensive methods to get a billboard out there and, and stuff like that. And they work. But let's say you spend thousands of dollars on a billboard or, you you know, uh, throughout the year, or you spend thousands of dollars on a 30 second, 25 second commercial on TV, and you only reach a specific a percentage of people that is not worth the amount of money that you can use nowadays to market or to promote your church in a place where it's a lot cheaper 
and you can mm-hmm. get a lot more um, exposure. And we're talking about mm-hmm. websites and social media. Mm-hmm. That's that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Websites and social media are like the thing right now. I would say exactly. social media above websites, but. Um, Anyway, websites too, because yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I think, mean, and if you even, if you want to get even more specific, uh, Pro Church Tools had an episode, I believe, I think it was last week or maybe even earlier this week, but they were talking about and sharing some statistics that showed that Instagram stories are something that is becoming an, an even bigger trend right now too. Uh, people like engaging with stories. Wow. I'm not sure if that applies to Facebook as well. But um, definitely, they think, were you know sharing from the context of the stories, bro. I think so too. I think I, they I, read an article where they're like, just, they're they're stopping that Facebook stories thing or or combining it or something. I read something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. But Maybe it's it, not it's, you know not getting as much traction. Yeah, but Instagram stories yeah. is. You're right. It like is. Yes. Yeah, and even more so. I think they were saying even more so than like um, other ads or anything. People engage with Instagram stories a lot more. And so um, it's even, it's becoming even more important to have an even a presence even there as well. Yes. Now, here's a basic principle. Here's basic principle. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we were talking about the main principle, right? Mm-hmm. Market or promote where the people are at. And part of that principle or sub principle is this. Don't do things that you like doing. For example, mm-hmm. don't base your marketing based on what you or a couple of people like. For example, mm-hmm. I, I I don't like Facebook, man. I hate Facebook. Like, yeah, I'm likewise. Not, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I, I I'm I. It's hard for I keep it because of Messenger because that's how I can get in touch with some people that don't have any other platform. I'm more of an Instagram and Twitter all the way, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. However, if I was to establish a business. Just because I don't like Facebook, or just because I think, well, you know, not a lot of people are on Facebook. I have to look at, I have to look at the platforms in an objective way. You, Facebook is still the number one social media platform, whether we like it or not. It's still the number one social media. That's where everyone's at. That's mm-hmm. where you know, at least the number one in the sense that there's more people there than any other social media. It's number one in the sense that there's a lot more people in that social media platform than you are going to find on Snapchat or that you're going to find on Instagram or that you're going to find. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so exactly. If, if you want now, of course, the the age range might change, right? You might not find as much as as much young people on Facebook, but there's still a lot of young people that are on Facebook, like a lot millennials yeah. and, and other yeah. people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I think Facebook has done a really great job of cementing themselves into society before we even realized it. You know, I think the first time that I realized like how deeply ingrained Facebook was into, you know, our culture was when the Cambridge Analytica scandal blew up, you know, and everybody, you know, there was the hashtag delete Facebook, um, you know, campaign going on. And then people started realizing, wait, I can't delete Facebook because then I lose, you know, my work things, you know, my workflow for my professional yeah. job or something like yeah. that. Or that's how I communicate with my students or, you know, different reasons. There were so many reasons and valid reasons at that for not deleting Facebook. And oh, so that's definitely. when I was like, well, man, you know, it's either so we can either in embrace it and just figure out a way to engage with it a little bit more or exactly. we can, you know, delete it. But then we lose out on that 
you know, um, market there or, you know, those those people there to connect with. As much as we might hate it, it's where mm-hmm. the people are at. Exactly. So if you want to, and this is the other thing, why are we talking about Facebook so much? Because you, Facebook right now in marketing, you have the, this is, you have the, uh, uh, the option, the opportunity to pay for sponsored ads. Yes. Sponsored ads are these like little sponsored things that come up on your timeline. Yeah. You see them in every social media platform. You see them on Twitter. You see them on Instagram on your regular feed. You see them on Instagram stories. You see them on Facebook. You see them on uh, um, Snapchat, right? I mean, uh, dude, I haven't used Snapchat in a while. I'm getting old. But uh, <laughs> last time I think there was on Snapchat, you know, as you're, as you're passing by, there was ads on Snapchat. Um, what other social media? LinkedIn. I don't know who uses LinkedIn, bro. But okay, yeah, LinkedIn. I mean, everything has an ad. So mm-hmm. the way ads work is that you pay, you create a post, and then you pay so that post is brought out to wherever geographical area you aimed it to come out in. Mm. So, for example, people, let's say, that live in, I'll just put out to San Francisco. So you put an ad, you put in, let's say, a post from your church, and then you boost it. And when you boost it, it gives you the option to say to what, to whom is it that you want to aim this ad for, which means that that ad is going to appear to the age range that you decide to. It's going to appear to the people who are interested in specific things that you can tag on there. So it, I mean, you can, it's, it's so specific and this is the better part right here. It's so cheap. It's so cheap. True. With like exactly. 50- bucks or 100 bucks you can reach thousands of people mm-hmm. and that sponsored post is going to come up on thousands of people's feeds and not just random people i mean you could do just random people but why not do people for example if they're interested in i mean if you have a business and you're doing like a coffee business you can put you can tag coffee you can tag you know a hipster you can tag all these things and it it will aim the sponsored ad to those type of interest that people have and it's so cheap and it's exactly, so cheap yeah as a church yeah. we need to take advantage of that instead of paying thousands of dollars for a billboard that you know and sometimes like i don't know okay i'm just not gonna say that but it, it we put on a billboard it's good people see it but it's not as effective as where the as where more people are there's way more traffic on social media then there might be on a freeway. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Just think about, you know, there are so many uh, memes and jokes, but most people nowadays are not looking up at billboards. They're looking down at their phones, swiping, scrolling through something. And if you really want to meet them where they're at, you know, they're looking down at their phone anyways, might as well give them something uh, constructive to look at. Definitely. Definitely. Now, now here's the banker. We're going to another principle. And this is probably, uh, this is probably like, the one where we said, when should you not promote your, your church? So one of the main things, we're not saying don't promote your church. The problem is that a lot of churches see social media and they get on the bandwagon of social media without a plan, hmm. without a vision. Not only on social media, but maybe their own church has no vision. Their own church isn't organized. Their own church is struggling with a lot of issues. 
And then we just, we think that social media is going to become the savior of our church. Mm. We think that social media is going to make disciples. And we think that the social media is going to bring in the people that don't know Jesus Christ. And people are just going to look at the social media and be like, oh, look, there's a church right there. And they're inviting me to their, uh, what does it say? Week of evangelism that starts at 7 p.m., which is literally yeah. like 10 minutes right after I get off of work. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Let me go because you know what? I'm not tired and, 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 and I don't know who these people are, but yeah, let me go. And we think, yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. Let's use social media and let's put our church out there. And you see how our church is going to grow from 100 to 2,000 members and <laughs> disciples. And you yeah. do it. And like two years later, a year later, it's like, what, why is nothing happening? Exactly. I wish it worked like that, honestly. Um, oh, you know, bro. that would be so nice. That would make things so much easier. But yes. that's, sadly, that's not the way that the world works. And that's not how people think. And it's not how people think. And we use social media instead of using it as a tool to make disciples. We use it as the means to make disciple. Like the now you can use it as means to make disciple, but that's a different subject. I think that's more for like creators or when you're engaging directly with people. And that's like maybe your ministry. Mm -hmm. But the problem is this. And here goes another basic principle. When we use social media, we usually just promote events. That's usually, that's all we do. We promote events. And Brady Shear talked about this. I'm pretty sure he talked about this. He talked about this once where we as church, we promote events and we expect people to just come to those events. So we'll put, we'll make a social, we'll make a Facebook page or an Instagram account. And then we'll start putting a whole bunch of like, you know, events, uh, come to this, this is that. Bro, people will look at that. Even if you boost it, even if you pay for people to watch that. They'll look at it and they'll be like, but who are you? Like, I don't know you. And they'll just scroll down mm. because they're, they're being invited to something from someone they do not know. The probabilities of them visiting that church or visiting that specific event mm -hmm. are very, very minimal. It can happen. We're not saying none of this can happen, right? Like, yeah, there are cases that happen, but wouldn't you want to get the most success or the most fruit out of your investment than just, mm -hmm. you know, and spend 200, $300 on boosting something. Only like one or two people come. Now I know that one or two people matter, right? Absolutely. Like yeah. God, one or two people matter. Yeah. yeah. But what if you could have done your job and 50 people could have came? Wouldn't that have been better? Mm. Yeah. And just because we didn't do our homework in, in knowing what, what is it that we need to promote? Exactly. Um, and I think that's, I think that's a key part that you just said right there is it's not so much about, um, it is, we're talking about intentionally casting your net, right. And being tactful about it. And I think that God gives us a responsibility to be that way. All right. So it's, yes, you know, it's, it's possible, you know, to reach a few people through, um, through tra traditional methods, but it's not a responsible way, um, and it doesn't show that you have studied your culture, your time, your community, and where it is that they are. All right, mm. and I think that's what mm -hmm. God would want us to do: is to invest yes. our time in those areas. And so that's that's kind of like the point that we're trying to make. Exactly, exactly. So this is a basic principle. First, as a church, you if you're on social media and all this. You want to, one of the basic principles, you want to brand your church. Mm -hmm. You want to brand. And when we talk about branding, 
which is is it, it's a uh, business type of term. You want branding doesn't say specifically this is what my product is about. Like this is an event, and I want you to come at seven p.m. No. When you brand in a business, you're showing people what you are about. What are your core values? What is your vision? What value are you giving to people? What values? Mm-hmm. What, what, um, what, can, what can I say? What, what are you giving them or what are you showing that your organization is about that is something they need? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yes. Not yeah, necessarily I do. I the product. Not necessarily like, hey – this event, I have a Saturday program that's good for you. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a program. Mm-hmm. When we talk about branding and something people need, we're talking about love. We're talking mm-hmm. about community. We're mm-hmm. talking about people needing relationship. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people needing care. We're talking about people needing authenticity. We're talking about people being able to be vulnerable with each other. So when you show that these are your core values of your church, you need to brand these on social media more than promote events Mm -hmm. because someone is going to be more interested in seeing something that talks about authenticity or talks or talks about um, loving the community in a specific way or, Mm -hmm. or, or caring authentically and intentionally for somebody or for each mm-hmm. other, accepting, being accepted, even when you're going through difficult circumstances, mm-hmm. people are more interested in seeing that. Be- what well, guess why? Because that's a need. But exactly. a Saturday morning program at like 9.30 a.m. for cyber school, that's not a need. That's mm-hmm. a program that they don't know who you are. They don't know what they're going to do in the cyber school, and it's, mm-hmm. they're just going to swipe right through it. Exactly. But you know, you know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. a basic principle. You want to brand and you want to put on social media instead of events, start promoting what your church is about. Exactly. Yes. And so what, yeah, the way that this would look like in your social media is that it wouldn't just be a list of events and things that you've had going on, which is not going to be every, you know, every day or, or every, you know, it's going to be like every month or something like that. But when you take uh, this approach, this branding approach, auto automatically, you know, when you take the intention, okay, I'm going to communicate my values and what our church is about it gives you things that you can share throughout the week instead mm-hmm. of just for your event. Yes. You know, and sometimes that's like the hardest thing is like, okay, well, you know, we're on social media, but what should we share? What should we post uh, every day or things like that? This answers that question because then automatically when you're thinking, okay, what is our church about? It gives you things that you can share throughout the week instead of just your events. All of a sudden your events actually become like, um, your values end up supporting the event. Mm, boom. Yeah. yeah. Because you can have like an events page, right? Or on your mm-hmm. website, or I think even Facebook has an event section. Mm-hmm. Like people can eventually they'll, once they see your values, they see that you're about acceptance. They see you're about love. They see you're about mm-hmm. community. You're about intentional relationships or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, they'll click on it. And yeah. then they, if they want to see, Hey, do these people have events? And then maybe they'll click on your events page or your events tab and they'll be able to come yeah. to whatever events you have, right? You can list all exactly. your events, but that's yeah. not your priority. Yeah. And I see that so many churches, that's like their priority, right? Like, oh yeah, 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 come to our event, come to our event. But people don't know what you're about. Wow. They, they, they haven't even, they don't, why would they come to something? I mean, for, to a stranger, especially church, churches nowadays, 
you know, a lot of things are, are cliches and stuff like that. And, yeah. and especially if you're promoting a van with like beasts and stuff like that. So people are like, but what, what is, is that? that? Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. apocalyptic and stuff like that. It looks like a cult. Exactly. Sometimes it looks like a cult, bro. Like some of these yeah. some of these programs look like cult. It's like, dude, you go to that church, I think they're talking about like, you know, 2012 yeah. or, or like I see some beasts or like a white to Kate. Like looks more of it like, like you'll get people engaged but yeah. you won't get the as much people as you would if you were to brand what your church is about instead exactly. of promoting events. Exactly, yeah. And Mario, I think you touched on like a very important experience. Uh, most people, when they go to a website, the first thing that they go towards, and you know, maybe this is just me, uh, maybe it's just something that I do, but I think the majority of people would agree that they go straight for the About Us section. You know, they look for that. They want to see what this organization is standing for, what it's about. And then from there, they'll jump, oh, this sounds really good, if it resonates with them. And then they'll jump into, like, the events. Are they nearby? You know, where are they located? And I think too many of our uh, websites, when, at least just from what I've seen, when you go to an About Us uh, section, it's not very fleshed out. Uh, most oh, no. of the time you'll just see oh, like no. maybe, you know, a short sentence with and then a huge map, you know, showing where they are. Um, yeah. So, again, you know, like there's that dissonance where people are looking for what it is that you're about. But we're emphasizing just come out and see, you know, just come out to our event. But we're not giving them the reasons why they should come check us out. Yeah, bro. I mean, people care about their kids nowadays. You have a lot of millennials and a lot of like young adults wanting to go to church because of their kids. If yeah. in your website, in your about page, it's just like our 28 doctrines, which is not bad. Um, and, you know, the, the second coming and prophecies and Jesus is coming. People, mm-hmm. are, people are wanting family values. People are looking for acceptance. And, and if you don't have any of like, you know, we care about children. We care about the core of our families. No, we care about the Sabbath and that we keep it and that we're a church that, that will outstand, uh, um, that will stand out above all churches because we follow God's law. Uh, people look at that and they'll be like, okay, you know, I'm not going to that because they might not even understand that. They might not even know exactly. what that means. But mm-hmm. if you have something like we care about family values over here, we have children's things because children are part of our community. We believe they're the future and the present and our young people and stuff like that. And we accept here, you know, we don't care, you know, whether you come, how you come, we care that you come and, and together mm-hmm. we grow, whatever. Dude, people are like, okay, you know, this sounds, yeah. this sounds like something that I need because you're aiming at what people need, mm-hmm. not just information. And then you're not just promoting events. So that's a huge principle. But then let's go to this last principle, bro, because I think this one is a, yeah. I mean, this was a hard one. Um, the problem is that a lot of times churches aren't even organized or they don't even have a vision of themselves. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going through a lot of issues within the church organization. Mm. And like, again, I'm going back to that, you know, we think that social media is going to be the savior. People come and you might get one or two people that come Mm -hmm. and then they're disappointed with the content or disappointed with the environment. And then they leave. They don't come back. And then it's harder to bring those people back. Yeah. Maybe I talked to someone who was on on, on, uh, a business, uh, a friend of mine, he's master in the business, but he's a pastor. And he said, First, you want to make sure that you're consolidating your church, 
leadership, that you guys are on the same page, that you guys have a plan of evangelism, you have a plan of discipleship, you have a vision, you guys know what you guys are about, so that when people come, you know exactly what to do. Hmm. The thing is that a lot of churches don't know what to do when people come. Like, let's say you boost something and you, you can even make a nice video. Let's say you hire somebody to make a great marketing video and then people mm-hmm. come and then when they come to church, they get, they get bad faces because, you know, they're wearing jeans mm-hmm. or, or they're looked at or they're stared at because they're wearing earrings or nobody really greeted them or whoever greeted them, greeted them just half-heartedly. Um, you jump right away to asking them if they want Bible studies. This is like the first thing you do. <laughs> um, as much as social media as you invest in, it's not social media who makes disciples. It's disciples who make disciples. Mm. So the social media is, might bring them and might catch their attention. It could be great. Your social media could be good. It might be mediocre. Regardless of it, mm-hmm. when they come, if your church does, isn't a great church that makes discipleship, that doesn't have the character of Jesus, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how good you or how much you invest on social media. It's just it's, it, your social media is not going to make disciples for you. Your church makes disciples for you. The mm. church makes disciples. So maybe it's wow. a challenge. Maybe before you jump on the Facebook or on the streaming, mm-hmm. you know, um, you, you stream. Because people are, I see a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon. Of, oh, let's stream our service. And then you have people who are singing half-heartedly, who don't really want to be up there. And they just sing because it's their job to sing. Yeah. Um, or people are preaching and they don't know how to preach because they haven't been you know, equipped to preach. And just because you put that content out there doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to bring and all of a sudden, you know, bring the church to a a discipleship and a great big, you know, number of people. Uh, Maybe, maybe the, your first challenge or God is guiding you to say, Hey, let's consolidate here as a leadership team. Mm -hmm. Let's make sure that when people come here, they're welcome. They're accepted. They feel that. And, and why? Because if they come and then they don't feel that they'll leave, they just won't come back. And then it'll be harder to actually bring them back. Mm-hmm. Um, even if later you do things, you know, so um, that's one of the basic principles. Not, not j- Remember we talked about putting content out there. We said, just do it. Mm-hmm. But we said it to be intentional, right? Exactly. Yeah. We emphasize that not just, not just to start and go for it but also to think a little bit about the kind of plan that you want to implement for whatever it is that you're doing. You know, whether it be videos, where it's podcasting, whether it's websites, have a plan in place um, for what you're going to do. It'll make things a lot easier, a lot more smoother. um, And at the end of the day, it'll show people that you care about what you're putting out there. Exactly. Definitely. So I think we can... um we have like another half of stuff that we want to share. We can do a part two maybe of this next week. Yeah. Um, kind of show them what it is that uh, if you are going to put stuff up there on social media, how exactly, what exactly to put, you know, so if you're not going to be putting events, what, what content can you promote? What social media platform should we be using? Um, what's the importance of a website and all this? So we can talk about that probably next time. We can uh, make Sounds this a good. part thing. Yeah. Um, and hopefully you guys can, you know, put some of this into practice. Maybe, you know, it's a challenge for you, for you and your church to have the conversation about if we do put stuff on social media and people do come, do we have a plan of discipleship in place to make them disciples? Or are yes. we just spending on 
marketing for for the heck of it you know yeah um unintentionally uh, maybe that's the challenge that you're facing or maybe you know you can apply some of these principles just to make it a little bit more intentional and and use the social media as to to its fullest potential mm-hmm. to expand the kingdom and then also get people to know what your church is about and your core values so anyway let us know what you guys think what are you guys using um any other helpful tips that you guys have what's been working for you guys and maybe in your guys's church is something we can share here in our next episode mm-hmm. um but go to our website and just contact us through there and let us know what what is it that you think um i don't know if you got any last words bro uh, no, that just, uh, yeah, definitely share your experiences with us. Let us know what you guys are doing to build your brand or to build, um, you know, your church's values um, and just how you're putting it out there. Um, definitely, we'd love to hear about those experiences. So again, just check out our website too. Uh, we'll be uploading all of these notes and uh, join us next week as we share uh, part two of this very important uh, episode. Awesome. Hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And we'll catch you guys on uh, Thursday for our church talk. You guys have a good one. Mm